Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Ingles inbounding to Hayward at the top. Three seconds. Rolls to his left with two. Steps back for the win. Got it! <laughs> the Jazz win in Dallas on a Gordon Hayward left side game winner. You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Locked On Jazz for the 15th of September. SI's top 15 continues. Are any of the Jazz players in the top 30? Do they move into the top 20, and what does it mean for the team? I sat down with Quinn Snyder for an extended Lockdown NBA talk. We'll talk about how he plans to use Joe Johnson and his late-game analysis of last year's Utah Jazz. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. That was so much fun yesterday to sit and talk with Quinn Snyder. I loved it. Had a blast. So interesting. Uh, All the things that we talked about, all that went on. Hope you enjoyed uh, that conversation. It's up on Locked on NBA if you don't have it uh, already. I want to welcome a new sponsor into the show today. It's the Shamrock Auto Group. It's an auto dealership that really is different. Rob Taylor uh, is the owner. I've gotten to know him well. You, Rob and his group do a fabulous job. 50% of Shamrock's business comes from prior customers. Uh, that Shamrock takes great care of their customers, completely upfront, transparent pricing. I'll tell you some stories about them a little bit. It's shamrockautogroup.com. You uh, put it on your list uh, if you're shopping for a car out there as a place. I'll tell you more about what they do, what kind of cars they have. They've been in business for about nine years, really do uh, wonderful work. So that's uh, coming up for you out in Pleasant Grove, Utah, Shamrock uh, Auto Group. Glad to have them aboard the program. Uh, On the show today, I think I kind of lined it up. We'll look back at the SI top. There's some interesting things there. And then Quinn, I'll take some snippets of Quinn from the Lockdown NBA conversation. If you want the whole one, obviously go to Lockdown NBA. Uh, The Lockdown Podcast Network is rolling. Football fans, there's crossover going on this week all the way across the board with the Packers and the Vikings and a uh, great job like that. The basketball network's flying and then locked on fantasy basketball is doing a wonderful job of season preview. So grab all of those uh, while you're at it. All right. You know where we start each and every day. We start with pins across the world. A few of them came in recently. I really appreciate uh, those people uh, selling them, but I want to get to Billy Blodgett's uh, pin across the world because he is, coming to me from Fedante Resort in Playa del Carma, Mexico. I took advantage of the generous jazz offer when I renewed my season tickets and got a free week down here. Beautiful place, first class, and I'm listening to Locked On Jazz on the, at the pool right now. Yeah, so, uh, Billy, I love you. If you're at the pool in Mexico, you're real, really? Okay. Uh, my jazz fandom started when my, the, 
Jazz first moved to Utah. My dad had season tickets. I was hooked at age 10. I now have two season tickets in the lower bowl. Recently got three more in the upper bowl for my kids, but I haven't told my wife about that purchase yet. You're going to love it. The new renovation is just going to totally change the upper bowl. Uh, One quick story. I had two offices in Chicago and San Antonio during the late 90s and early 2000s. I changed the system password to Go Jazz Go and Jazz Beat bowls in both offices about 200 employees had to type those phrases numerous times a day they hated it i loved it that's awesome i love the jazz love your locked on jazz i've logged over a thousand miles over the years listening walking to your podcast thank you that is billy blodgett he is in playa del karma at the vedante resort courtesy of the jazz that's right if you i keep telling you if you get jazz season tickets you get a free stay in mexico uh, so call the Jazz, 325-DUNK, uh, or 355-DUNK, I think, is the number uh, for you. So so great uh, to have that kind of deal. Lower bowl seats. That's not supposed to happen right now. Uh, lower bowl seats start at $6 per game. Excuse me, lower bowl starts at $42 per game. Eight uh, Upper bowl starts at $6 per game. So 355-DUNK uh, is the better number, or UtahJazz.com. Com. All right, let's get to the SI Top 50. Uh, if you remember, Roddy Hood came in in the 80s. George Hill came in the 50s. And then yesterday, Rudy Gobert uh, made his first stop on the list being placed, I, I thought, pretty pretty favorably ahead of Hassan Whiteside, ahead of Brooke Lopez. Uh, I don't, I don't not, I'm not saying these are wrong, but, you know, you always wonder, like, are people taking notice of what our players are doing? And I... I certainly thought that, that they did in that case. Um, and so that, you know, pretty nice compliment to the Jazz guys uh, there. So now what happens? Uh, let's let's continue on. Ben Golliver, Rob Mahoney do a fabulous job on this list. Rob joined me on Locked in NBA a little while back uh, and, uh, after some stories he did. I I thought were good. Ben's always done great work. So Steven Adams came in at 40 in the bigs. Brooke Lopez was 38. Uh, Hassan Whiteside came in at 35, Dwight Howard 34, and Rudy Gobert came in at 33. Uh, so that we stopped last night thir- or last week at 31 or last yesterday at 31. Kevin Love came in at 30. Andre Drummond came in at 29. I got to tell you, I disagree with this list. I don't think Drummond's that good. Um, he's an inefficient offensive player. They're not better defensively when he's on the floor. Uh, I know his rebounding numbers are colossal. I know he's 23 years old. I know that he's like his age comparison is Moses Malone. I got it. Um, but I'm not sure. Derek Favors comes in at 28 overall on the list. Last year he was 37th. He's one of just eight players to average one steal, one block last season. He grades out well defensively, they write. His physicality and skill make him hard to stop when he works up ahead of steam going to the hoop, whether he's making decisive moves to the post, crashing the offensive glass, cutting hard to the basket, or rolling with a purpose. Uh, last year, obviously, the back injury uh, they talk about, but they have faves in at 28, and then Gordon comes in at 27th, which is interesting to me because I, I think that is – uh, I'm a little surprised. Now, we'll see who the guys are. My instinct is that Gordon is top 20. But whenever you do this, I think you end up with kind of suddenly you realize the list is bigger uh, and you're only kind of looking at your own guys is, is often how I how I feel about these things when you suddenly realize that, you know what, there's other guys out there and, and it's it's hard to 
to break through. Um, last year we did this, you remember, Curry, Leonard, LeBron, Durant, Westbrook, CP3, Draymond, Harden, Blake, Anthony Davis, and Carl Anthony Towns were our 11. Then Marc Gasol, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Carmelo, John Wall, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, Al Horford, Kyle Lowry got us to 20. Kyrie Irving got us to 21. Paul Millsap got us to 22. Aldridge got us to 23. Hayward was right in there at 24. Uh, Also, Kevin Love on that list at 25. So that was our, I think, top 24 or 25. Here they have Hayward at 27. So they've got a player or two that they're going to have that they have ahead of Hayward that, frankly, I didn't. Uh, you know, Hayward averaged 19.7 points, five rebounds, four assists. When you account for pace, he's actually better than that uh, because we're so darn slow in how we play. Uh, he's generally knock on wood. Sorry, Gordon, for saying this. He's been very, very healthy. Obviously, uh, the the part of this is, um, you know, and his burden was was pretty significant. He covered 203 miles, they point out, last year, which is the second most to any player in the NBA. So, you know, he's carrying a tremendous, tremendous load. Um, they talk about his clutch play, 36 turnovers in 316 minutes, 7 to 33 from 3. Uh, you know, it's not those are the areas where he needs to improve. We'll see whether having better players around him and not having to play point guard as he has for the last few years will improve him. Uh, but it, so here, this gets really interesting because so now the Jazz have – and I'm actually going to work on – I think these rankings are really important. I know a lot of people don't, but I actually think they're incredibly – and uh, Larry Kahn has done this work. Uh, these are actually incredibly good indicators to how good you're going to be. And so what we have with the Jazz is we have five players in the top 100 plus Joe Johnson. We have three players in – or two players in the top 30, three players in the top 40, four players in the top 60, five players in the top 90. The problem is we have no players in the top 25. And that leads to the question that you've kind of had. That's where I do think that the Atlanta model uh, is where we are. But Kyle Korver was unbelievable that year. And when Kyle Korver had that year for Atlanta, Kyle Korver was one of the probably top 20, top 10 offensive players in the league. And so the question gets to be as great and as excited as we all are for this Jav season here may be the issue. Is this the weakness on this team that while they're incredibly balanced, they'll be able to carry 48 minutes, really 43 minutes really, really well when they get into the final five minutes of a uh, basketball game, what's going to happen? Uh, because that's, that's going to be tricky is the fact that this team doesn't have a top 25 guy. Uh, you know, in the conversation with Quinn about pace of play and early clock usage, he talks about if you're going to use the clock early, you got to be able to get the ball up to a guy who can just beat you. James Harden, boom, he just beats you. You know, Steph and, and Clay Thompson are just beating you. And we don't have, we still don't have that guy on the roster, which still is liable to lead to the Jazz playing a very slow, methodical pace, wearing you down, being a defensive team. Quinn's very clear. You can feel in the interview on Locked on NBA that he's battling, 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 battling this kind of, gosh, I have this lineup where I could do all these offensive things, but if we're going to be great, we need to be 
still be a defensive team. And you can feel that with him inside of the show, uh, inside of the interview, if you, if you listen to Locked On NBA, at least that was my thought. So who, who's better than Gordon? So, so really the issue is what it means for the Jazz is just this same issue of whether or not this is enough to win close games against elite-level teams, and that's going to be a season-long issue. What the Jazz have done that they didn't have prior is I think they have a roster that will put them ahead in a lot of circumstances at the 43 minutes into the game, which they didn't have in the past. So now Mike Conley is 26th. You know what? I'm taking Gordon over Conley. Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a homer, uh, but I think Gordon's... You know, Conley's not a good late-game player. He's actually one of the least good late-game players in the league. So they both, if that's the weakness, you're going to hit on both of them. And again, I, I, I will still hold to the case that I'm not entirely convinced that I think that the Gordon being a bad late-game player is a legitimate argument. I think that him being overplayed and asked too much, and so yes, he's turned it over and done some things as accurate, but his, his play is not there. Mike Conley, last year in the clutch, shot 28%. And this was not a new development. Uh, Mike Conley is one of the least good late-game players in the league. I actually think that Mike Conley and the talk level on Mike Conley, uh, that uh, Mike, you know, the underrated non-all-star Mike Conley, I actually think has gotten him overrated. I think he's actually appropriately rated. He's not an all-star. He's good, but he's not – I don't think he's – I don't think he's an all-star player. Um, he averaged 15 points – Three rebounds and six assists last night. Last year, not last night. Last year. Okay, so, and you're telling me that you, that okay, but Gordon averaged far more rebounds, almost as many assists, and more points. I don't know. Kyrie's 25, pretty hard to deny what he can do. I mean, he is just an unbelievable one-on-one player. Is he a great teammate? I don't know, but he's 24 years old, and he just won a title with the biggest shot, uh, one of the greatest shots in NBA history. Uh, His defense is not good. He ranks in one of the lowest um, levels in in defensive as a point guard, Trey Burke, D'Angelo Russell level. So it's not very – but I still think he probably, as Kyrie was on us, Carmelo they have at 24. Carl Anthony Towns they have at 23. I had him at like 11. Mark Gasol, they have at 22. Damian Lillard, they have at 21. And they have DeAndre Jordan at 20. That's the player who I did not have uh, in that in that grouping that had Gordon Hayward push back. So that's one of the, you know, Mike Conley and DeAndre Jordan are the two players there. Clay Thompson's at 19. Andy Bailey, who was our guest this week from today's fastbreak.com, had an interesting post on Twitter about how similar Clay Thompson and Gordon Hayward's games are. Clay fits the Warriors better. There's no question that Clay on the Warriors would be better. I'm not sure Clay on the Jazz is better than Gordon Hayward. Al Horford is 18. John Wall is 17. I don't. I think we had John Wall on that list, didn't we? Uh, we did. Uh, Jimmy Butler is 16th. Uh, I think I'm on an island um, on Butler that I'm not as in love with him as everybody else is. Um, his numbers are great. 21, 5, and 5 deserves uh, a lot. Um, they didn't make the playoffs last year, which if he's, you know, a 15th best, 16th best player in the league, I think maybe he should. His three-point shooting is not good. Um, so, I mean, 
I, I'm nitpicking a little bit there on him. Paul Millsap is in at 15. Kyle Lowry at 14. Draymond Green is at 13. They have Demarcus Cousins at 12, and that's the third one. I just don't have him. On, I just don't have him on the list. I just I don't think he does anything to help you win. Uh, he'll have to change that. Lamarcus Aldridge is at 12th, which I think will be very interesting to see how much he can carry the team this year. And so their top 10 will be revealed here shortly. And I believe you're going to see on that list Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, James Harden, Blake Griffin, Anthony Davis, and Paul George will be their top 10 players uh, in the NBA. That is our tip-off story of the day. I mentioned it early. The Shamrock Auto Group is a new sponsor of Locked on Jazz. Rob Taylor tells me a story about when Mike, Mike, uh, he's a customer, came into the dealership, and uh, they said, hey, here's how we work. We have new, nearly new vehicles, no drama, immediate answers. We don't go on test drives with you. We let you go take it. So Mike took out two pickup trucks. He gave, they gave them out-the-door pricing on those two and one other within minutes. Actually told them their exact cost uh, on the deal, and he had to decide between two trucks. And He came back the next morning, said he wanted the Ram Diesel 2500 diesel crew cab truck, and they were able to get the loan done from Mountain American Credit Union at the dealership, took the delivery, same day, done, no hassles. And then the best part, when they called for the follow-up, he said he went home after the meeting the first day, told his wife that he was going to buy all of the cars in the future from Shamrock. Uh, he gave the name and then that to a friend, and that friend came and did the same thing. And that's what Shamrock's all about. And that's what Rob Taylor, their owner, told me about. And then the interesting one is I said, you know what, I want to see if this is really true. So I went to Google to read the reviews. 52 Google reviews and all of 4.8 stars on the whole thing. Cameron wrote, this is one of the most positive buying experiences I've had. They couldn't have been more helpful, informative, no pressure. We knew exactly uh, what we wanted. We were looking for as a newer used suburban. Kellen took a ton of time to educate us on the little nuances and differences we didn't know about. We stayed 90 minutes after closing to help us. Completely honest. Gave us a great fair deal. Couldn't have been more impressed. They have figured it out. And you scan down and there's more. Ryan, I just brought a truck of my dreams from Shamrock and the salespeople were great to work with. A few days later I noticed something. So I checked to make sure everything was all right, boom, they were right there, helped me out. They gave me great care, worked with, fixed my little tiny issue. They didn't, they definitely recommend buying a car from them next time. They'll treat you great. That's who Shamrock is. Pleasant Grove, Utah. They're at 203 North, 200 West, North Utah County Boulevard. Call Rob himself. That's, I mean, that's who he is. Just call him on a cell, 801-319-2250. He's available. Just call Rob Taylor. He's the owner of Shamrock Auto Group. He'll take your call at 801-319-2250. If you're embarrassed doing that, then call 801-361-9796. 361-9796. And go to their website, Shamrock Auto Group. You'll see that they've got a 2015 Chevrolet Suburban for under 50 they got a Dodge Caravan for sixteen nine. dollars uh, they've, they've got the Yukon for fifty five nine. You want that big, huge family Utah car, and they've got it for you in Pleasant Grove at Shamrock Auto Group. All right, let's go to portions of the Quinn Snyder interview uh, from, from this that I did. I want to start off with this little soundbite about how he plans to use uh, Joe Johnson. I watched a lot of Miami at the end of the year because I thought that was when you know Joe Johnson was playing there and the way they played, particularly playing small, is, is possibly how how we we would use him um, during that time. 
So that's really interesting because so he looked at Miami using Joe as a four. He's 255 pounds. So now you've got Joe at the four. You've got Rodney Gordon on the floor, probably closing some games that way with either Derek or Rudy. I wouldn't be surprised if we close a lot of games this way. It begins, though, if he's playing a lot of four, where's Trey Lyles getting his minutes? And this is going to be an ongoing thing all year. Quinn talks about it at the end of the interview. that He's just got a lot of guys who do different things, and they all intermix, and how are they going to be on the floor? So if, if Joe's getting a bunch of four minutes and Boris can guard at the center, you could, have Bo- you could really have a lineup there. I don't know if it rebounds well enough. Uh, but how does Trey get his minutes? And I think Trey's going to have to force himself into the lineup. The other thing is it puts, if Joe's playing a bunch of four, it puts a huge role on Alec Burks having a good season, staying healthy, playing well in, uh, in that role. And we'll probably talk more about Alec coming up. I had a good conversation with some people about Alec yesterday, some insightful things as we look forward toward him. Uh, we'll do that probably on Tuesday next week when we're doing the shooting guard uh, look at things. The... Uh, I'll explain that for you in a second. Uh, there's The other one is I think it means that Dante and George would probably play some together. That if you put those two together, you probably have Dante and George playing some together just because you're trying to increase wing minutes. If Joe is not going to get a lot of three, minute, three minutes and he's going to get a bunch of four minutes inside a game, then the burden of rotation shuffles down. Now, that's not definite. He can go different ways, different matchups. But Joe, at 36 years old, is probably 255 pounds, going to struggle against some of the smaller th- and quicker threes uh, in the league. And so you, you're probably going to avoid that and try to get him to play the four. And frankly, his three-point shooting, his catch-and-shoot three-point shooting is just, just awesome. Uh, just incredibly awesome. And so if you have him out on the floor and you have to guard that, that's where Miami was so incredibly successful last year uh, with Joe Johnson and how Eric Spolster, who I do think is one of the best coaches in the NBA, uh, and and particularly one of the most creative and how he used them and and used that setup uh, with them last year. If you go take a second and look at some on-off-court comparisons last year on Miami uh, with and without Joe Johnson, it's – it's interesting to see how darn good um, they were with Joe on the floor. And what he did for them offensively is what you're going to hope that the Jazz are able to get out of him uh, as well. He just spreads, he spread the floor uh, terrifically. He was able to uh, open up things for Wade. And this actually kind of, I don't want to do, delve into the whole Alec thing right now. We'll do that uh, next week. But that's some of the, the aspect of it is what, was he able to do for Drogic and Wade and things of that nature? Uh, when you dig into the advanced numbers on it, though, when Joe Johnson was on the floor uh, for Miami last year, their offensive rating was 112.7. 112.7. When he was off the floor, it was 107. So he his playing and the way he played opened up the floor for uh, – them in a crazy fashion, and that's what Quinn's talking about right there, and that open does so much for the Jazz. Last year, when Dwayne Wade and Joe Johnson were on the floor, they were 116 um, offensive rating. Those are, you know, 110, anything over 110 is elite. What I thought was really interesting on Wade was how much um, that he played almost exclusively with Joe Johnson. They had the two of them together, so Joe really became Spolster's spacer. When in the 25 games they played together on the year, Wade was playing 32 minutes a night. 27 of those 32 minutes a night, or 33 minutes a night, were with Joe Johnson on the floor. 
just, you know, clearly that's an intentional move uh, by Spolstra to keep those guys together and to try to try to open up the floor for Wade, who's not a big-time, uh, you know, three-point shooter and doesn't spread the floor in that fashion. Uh, similar to Dragic, but Dragic, Dragic played a little bit more uh, with him off the floor uh, than with him on the floor. But, again, when they were on the floor together, uh, the offensive rating of Miami was, was really good, 113.2. Uh, so that's some really interesting uh, and exciting aspects to what Quinn Snyder uh, was talking about uh, right there. What I mentioned a moment ago is next week on the Lockdown Podcast Network, all the NBA shows are doing position shows. So Monday we'll look at point guards. Tuesday we'll look at shooting guards. Wednesday we'll look at small forwards. Thursday we'll look at bigs. Friday we'll prep you for training camp because media day has not been announced, but it frankly has to be uh, a week from Monday. There's no other day it can be uh, unless they're going to surprise us and make it on Friday. So it's coming very, very soon, and we're certainly excited uh, to have that. So make sure you check all that out on the Lockdown Podcast Network. The other aspect of things here uh, that Quinn talked about uh, from yesterday's interview, I thought, uh, was just kind of how he views uh, the, the prep and what they analyzed and what he watched most of. Uh, I love this soundbite from Quinn because of the fact that it really talks about uh, he snips in there. Just, you know, you can tell how much he loves uh, what he does. By the same, the same token I was saying about watching individual players, you know, how can we use Rudy better? How can we, you know, we've got a different point guard situation. Is that going to impact how we play? Are we happy, you know, with the way we're getting shots? Do we want to do something different defensively? Do we want to be more or less aggressive, you know, watching other teams, what they're doing? And um, it's actually pretty fun. <laughs> and you find, you're, you know, you, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're not. So, Quinn... Breaks all that down for you. Uh, it looks at it, how much fun. They, they analyzed everything. He, I mean, it's interesting. They watched the final five minutes of every single game that they lost last year that was close. I mean, that was clearly the emphasis. And clearly the emphasis on where it was breaking down and what was taking place and, you know, what it was. And that's the focus. I, I still strongly think that it's the first 43 minutes of the game that are going to be the difference rather than the last five. It's getting into those games in a better circumstance, being more prepared uh, to understand uh, throughout the game what has to happen, not having those dips of, of terrible bench play uh, with the depth in this roster, being able to match up to everybody, I think that's going to make the biggest difference. But it's clear where they're going to emphasize things, what they're going to talk about. I thought it was also clear how he's going to use analytics. He's using analytics to show his players that what he's talking about is not garbage. Fascinating stuff. The entire interview is up on Locked on NBA. Thanks a ton to the Shamrock Auto Group. Loved it when we get new sponsors on the program. If you'd like to advertise, you can email me at dlock 9 at gmail.com. Shamrock Auto Group. They're out in Pleasant Grove. I'm serious. You can just call Rob Taylor, the owner, at 801-319-2250. 801-319-2250. If that's embarrassing, you just want to go through Kellen and the rest of the guys, 801-361-9796. It's the Shamrock Auto Group in Pleasant Grove. They've got, they got the Utah cards for you. When you need the big car for the family, you don't want to pay all the new prices, and you're going to get – they've got that. They also have some other stuff. they got the Chevy Trax. I talked about the Dodge. It's all out there for you at the Shamrock Auto Group. This has been Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Hi, you've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a tailgate, and I want our style to stand out from the crowd. Just go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's got all the latest fall styles. Plus, during Old Navy's colossal sale, you'll save up to 50% off store-wide. Did you say up to 50% off? I did, so don't sit on the sidelines. Old Navy has the perfect pants from 19 bucks, stylish dresses from 15 bucks, and comfy tees for the family from just 6 bucks. right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We're cheering for Old Navy. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 10-2 to 10-10, select styles only.